0: the friendships that come from playing, or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the player swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? We finally got Masters Week. It is here, the first major of the year. The best major for a lot of us, right? Just the history, the the beauty of Augusta National. I, speaking of the beauty of Augusta National, I love just being at work. You're at you're at the office. You turn your phone on. You're looking at coverage, whether it's on ESPN, whether it's on the Masters app, Amen Corner Live, and it pops up, and it's just unmistakable. There's nothing else in sports. When when you first see that screen turn on, you see how huge the fairway is on 13, and this little person there hitting their shot into uh, the par five or, or or the downhill par four ninth hole. It's just it's it's amazing how swallowed up they are in that expansive view. And I've been lucky to to be out there about 10 years and walking those fairways. It's just amazing how big the property is, and just larger than life. It really is, even when you're there. It's greener than than you would think in person. Um, so anyway, there's some opening thoughts there. I did ask some questions on Twitter about what situation would make for the most dramatic finish on Master Sunday. I asked that a couple days ago, and I said, "What player would you like to see with a 10-foot putt to win it down the stretch?" And I got a few answers. Obviously at the John McClain Show, or The McClain Show, John McClain, said, Spieth, 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 also want to see a strong showing from Cam Smith and DJ. Don't really care about Rory, so on and so forth. Um, I think he brings up a good point. Speeth would be a super popular winner. If he can get it done, that would be huge. And I've actually heard different golf pundits on radio talk about Speeth and just off the top of their head say, oh, yeah, he's won two Masters. Yeah, he's won two Masters. But he hasn't. He's only won in 2015. He should have won in 2016. Feels like he should have won when Danny Willett won that year. Felt like he gave it away from a lot of our perspectives. But still, um, he only has won. It's crazy to think how popular he would be as a winner in the green jacket again this year. I'm looking at some other answers from that question. Chet Schwalm, S-C-H-W-A-L-M, says roars. Roars would be the big story. And of course, yeah, winning. The career grand slam would be huge. Uh, Martin Payne, who's at Martin Payne Golf, said, would like to see Rory, Jordan, Cam, and Tiger all tied at the top with nine holes to play and all having a butt to win on the last. So a few different thoughts there. I, that, that'd be exciting, yeah. Like if it, co- if it could come down to the last so we could see players of that level going against each other, man, I mean, just think about it. Cam versus Tiger. Like old versus new, uh, live versus PGA Tour. Jordan versus Rory, even if that's within the PGA Tour, that's still two different kind of young phenoms, different parts of their career. That would be cool. Sebastian Adu, if I said that right, uh, a French journalist who I have gotten to know over the years at different majors, his answer was Tiger winning in any fashion would be the most dramatic finish, to be honest. Tiger going head to head with another big name on the 72nd hole would be great as well. After that, any PGA Tour versus Lib would be a great watch especially if it comes down to the 72nd hole. So yeah, yeah. seriously, like every time a Masters comes down to the end or comes down to a playoff, that's always the best, I think. Just the drama. We all love Augusta National. What what, what could it play like when it really matters? A, a really cool answer I got, actually. It, is, it sounds uh, just simple at first, but it, at two underscore many secrets, love the name, he said or maybe it's a she, said Rory or any live player would be the situation they would want most for a dramatic finish on Sunday. And when you think about it, like Rory winning the career Grand Slam, yes, that would be super popular. That's kind of like up there is the holy grail right now as one of the big storylines. But any live player is actually a really good point. If it was DJ, yes, it would be huge, right? If it was Cam Smith, it'd be a big deal. It'd be two majors in a row. But any live player, I think works well whether it's internally in the golf world or externally in the sports world right one of the rebels came into Augusta and won the Masters this narrative gets shot to the 20th floor after something like that, right? Whether it's Abe Answer or even Kevin Na, it doesn't have to be DJ. It doesn't have to be Brooks who just won the Live Orlando event, which is a huge storyline going in, in my opinion. But yeah, I think just any Live player would actually really step up the game. And of course, Greg Norman tweeted that they're all planning on being around the 18th green, the other 17 players, if a Live player does win. There's 18 total. Uh, they're going to be there that week so um yeah this just an interesting question i threw out there another question i put out on twitter and this before we get to this other question this is a podcast interview with adam scott for this masters week it's the 10th anniversary here we are it's already been 10 years since his dramatic win in 2013 he had stevie williams on the bag we talk about the final putt in a playoff where he beats on the 10th hole he beats uh argentina's angel cabrera what that was like that rainy day i remember walking uh, but we'll get into more of that here in just a minute one last question i want to talk about uh on twitter i asked you guys if you could only attend the masters on one day this week which day would you choose some different answers a lot of variety i like dave moore who is at pa golf historian said wednesday par three contests and get to see the course then home to watch all the coverage remainder of the week I love that answer and the reason why I say that is like particularly with Jack Nicholas still alive with Gary Player still alive I know Player's not the most popular person in the world right now but still these guys are like national living treasures I think you get a chance to see Jack Nicholas at Augusta those are the two best things in the world right best venue best player you have to you have to take advantage of that and i think the part three contest you can still bring your digital camera that day i mean there's so many pauses i think to being there on a wednesday you can still see some practice rounds earlier in the morning maybe you'll see tiger early hopefully but even if not the part three contest and just to see how relaxed everybody is whether it's superstars like rory tony finau some of these guys it's just so much fun to soak that in i, I think i agree with dave Moore on that one uh kevin horn got back to me on the answer said my favorite day to go have always been monday and tuesday didn't give a reason but monday and tuesday there's the build up starting monday actually really it's been a year right and then monday boom everybody shows up patrons are there in full force and what is that like i think the, the mayhem some people show up to the property they value going straight to the merchandise tent they want to get their master's gear right away others go straight to amen corner and I, i just love um the different perspectives there so monday and tuesday interesting thoughts from kevin joanne on twitter joanne l anderson said friday would be the day she would pick so i can see as many players as possible before the cut and that's actually a really good point when you think if you could pick one day to go to augusta for a Masters, this week, for example, if you just went Sunday, you would miss, what, 30 players, 40 players, right, that missed the cut? And you would not be guaranteed necessarily to get a good eye on the last couple groups because it's so hard. Everyone consolidates and watches those last two groups. So, yeah, I mean, I think Friday, she brings up a really good point. You're going to be able to see all the players if you are if you want to see one hole at a time, what have you. Uh, Ryan Cody on t- on uh, Twitter, Ryan Thomas Cody said, always wanted to be there on Wednesday, but Sunday would be a dream. So we've already kind of talked about both days. Uh, uh, what I will say, Ryan, is is Wednesday is the real dream because Jack is still alive and that's all that matters. That's the biggest priority. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy. It should be a heck of a week. And this is Adam Scott here on March 1st when we spoke at Bay Hill. What were his memories from winning at Augusta National and in the aftermath from Australia, the celebration, he gets a call from his mom on that night after the win. What a cool memory. We'll get to Adam Scott here on Beyond the Clubhouse. Think about Augusta National 2013, we're coming to the 10 year anniversary. Like how special was it? What images come to your mind from that week?
1: Uh, well, I remember so much of it. Luckily still, (laughs) Um, it's, you know, special memories of course, Um, some of them playing memories, Uh, a lot of them after finishing the tournament memories, some of them early in the week. I mean, just I remember playing really good early in the week. Playing a couple practice rounds with Ernie and he kinda said, I've never seen you play so good. Um, little things like that. I remember a lot of the last hour or so of play that's really clear to me. Hmm. Which is maybe it's 15 on or 14 on. Like, yeah, like certainly 15 on. From the shot into 15, that was a big moment I think. Although it's, it's easily overlooked as things pan out later. But I was behind in the tournament at that point and, you know, won in the water and it's pretty hard to see yourself winning. But that was a great four-iron in there. And uh, conversations with Steve on the 18th, both times round in regulation and the playoff, oh, yeah. I remember. You know, it was all so very serious, like, it's critical at that point, an error, and you can be out of it. And just, you know, us dialing it in, being committed to, like, the most important shots of my life, and then making the putt on 18 was huge uh, regulation.
0: That was fun. How'd that feel in on, Kamanazi? Like, just, just, the the emotion,
1: you know? Yeah, it's just... You know, raw emotion and they're the ones that you've hit as a kid on the putting green at home or as a pro even on the putting green at home. This one's for the Masters. It had that feeling like you'd win the Masters even though there was play behind me but it felt like this was the one to win the Masters and it went in and it's raw emotion and um, you know, excitement, the possibility
0: that you might have won the Masters. That was huge, but then Stevie told you, hey listen it 's not over yet isn isn't that right? Yeah, he kind of kept you right. in the game, right
1: Yeah, after he gave me a short moment to feel good, but,
0: and he said, you know
1: this thing 's not over you 've got to prepare yourself, and that was great because obviously, as I was signing my card, Cabrera hit it in close and made a birdie in playoff time, and you know I remember the 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 tenth hole in the playoff was just an incredible atmosphere uh and obviously the winning part. Dab being at the back of the green is a special memory for me. Uh, Sharing that moment with him was huge and then I got the great uh, great photo (laughs) later at the jacket presentation uh, of me kind of putting the jacket on with my arms out in the air but it's the silhouette photo, it's not the one, with all the cameras and cameras going behind <laughs> and I, you know, that's a really special, that's kind of the image that sticks out for me, actually, uh, after winning the Masters is I see that image and I,
0: I you know, it was a special day. And that clinching putt that you talk about, didn't you have a talk with Stevie about the read? Like you were thinking it was going to be only what maybe one cup, and he was—he said, "No, mate." Like he was very serious about it too, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's how he o- operates. When he says something, he's adamant about it. He delivers it with confidence, and um, and that—that that was enough for me. You know, it was a serious moment. I said, "You're absolutely sure?" He's like, "It's absolutely two cups. It's breaking more than you think." And uh, I had it at one cup, and I played at two, and caught some of that left side and went down. And I'm, you know, who knows what would have happened if it didn't, because had I made the next putt, we weren't playing anymore that day, and I couldn't imagine going to sleep to come back out for a playoff. That would have been the
0: worst. Good,
1: but the worst.
0: (laughs) And then in the aftermath, you took it around Australia for a good month. Like, what what was that like, that feeling, just with your countrymen, to be able to share that?
1: It was a big deal for uh, me, but also for any kind of sport fan, really, I guess, in Australia, that a green jacket came down. I think it was probably the first time a green jacket's ever been to Australia. And, um, you know, we had a nice little summer of golf in Australia. We had the World Cup down there. We had our three major Australian tournaments, and I I was able to do some events at each one and get to kind of share the jacket with um, as many people as I could uh, through that month and I You know, they're really fun memories and I think every, you know, luckily for me (laughs) an Australian had never won the Masters and the Masters kind of transcends golf and it's one of those iconic sporting events and I've ended up being, you know, being the guy that people know where they were when I won the Masters in
0: Australia. When well, speaking of that, of, of your friends that responded in the immediate aftermath, text messages, any calls, like any just quick message, like what stick, sticks out to you? There, there's a couple that might stick out to you from that immediate aftermath, that 24 hours.
1: Yeah, that's a bit more of a blur, but at about midnight or something like that, I left the club and went back to the house and my, I got to speak to my mum. That was a nice deal. She was in Australia and... Uh, You know, obviously, she was celebrating with her friends at the golf club. It's quite common in Australia, like, they do a Monday morning Masters breakfast because that's when it finishes, and most, not most clubs, but a lot of clubs do do that, and uh, she was down at the club where she plays, and... uh, What town? uh, Sanctuary Cove in Australia, and they... uh, They were obviously celebrating, and it ended up most of my friends ended up all meeting there. Uh, don't know what happened to work <laughs> that day for but everyone seemed to kind of end up meeting there and,
0: and celebrating for the rest of the day. And then just kind of wrapping up the last couple, uh, the course itself, I guess a National, even though you're in your 40s now, like, there's, there's so much course knowledge you have in your bank. Like, what is it about that course that really fits Adam Scott's game?
1: I think I think it's a really great driver's golf course today. It tests every part of the game, of course, but if you drive it really, really solid there, pretty really huge advantage because it's so long now. If you're coming in from the second card or a bad angle, it just makes it that much harder to get opportunities. But if you're coming in from the fairway and, and the good angles in the fairways, you can really create a lot of opportunities and that's a big advantage and i think you know the last few years haven't been my best driving years but i feel like i'm driving it better again so you know i i feel good about that around Augusta and just being comfortable there you know it took a while for me to get comfortable and now i do feel like you know there's no panic setting in anywhere around the golf course. Because that of course and a tournament like that can do that too.
0: Well I remember talking to you a couple years ago I asked you what's the takeaway from the week as you left Augusta two years ago and you said you know the champions dinner was something I, I really remember. Just a special special time and so I'm curious what's your favorite champions dinner and what do you expect for this one coming up and obviously the live folks gonna be there.
1: Um you know it's tough. There have been there have been great Thank champions man. dinners, and uh, I think the most memorable is Hideki, uh, which was last year, I believe.
0: 2022. It would have been right because he won in 21. He won right? in
1: 21. So yeah. it was 2022, last year. We're old, but we can still yeah, do math. <laughs> I know. Uh, and you know, just the effort he made to give a speech in English that he'd obviously rehearsed. it um, was quite touching to us all. And kind of showed us, there's always something every dinner that reminds us how special it is to be part of that Masters Club. And and I think that was a great one. The food was fantastic. And the mood was really upbeat. You know, there's, there's a lot of big names and egos and everything in that room and the mood was really good really good last year um, and this year
0: i hope it's going to be the same all right big time thanks to adam scott for jumping on the pod i, I really liked and that was again at bay hill on march 1st i really liked I, and what i remember from 10 years ago going into that playoff He was on, what, finished with birdie on 18. He says, come on, Ozzy, after he said that. Angel Cabrera, six at close, they go to a playoff, and I remember how rainy, just sludge, it was just so much mud and, and rain, water everywhere, And I remember walking from the press center and going out to watch the playoff. And I remember seeing just an exodus, just thousands of people leaving right over there, right of one, right? Where everybody goes out to the exit, the main exit, main entrance. And just thinking like, wow, like we still, the Masters isn't over. And we've got just so many people leaving at one point. And I was just surprised by that. And the other thing too, I remember seeing little creeks, little flood you know from the flooding little creeks and it just shows you how well the course uh, drains right (laughs) just that they were able to quickly drain uh with a number of different small creeks around the property just showed up out of nowhere see it felt like but anyway hope you guys enjoyed it adam scott on beyond the clubhouse some good memories from his win in 2013 and should be a heck of a master's week coming up enjoy it all the way and we'll talk to you soon